Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome on this last day of the year, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Can you believe this? It's crazy. I mean, the whole 2020. So, like, tomorrow we're going to flip the page and, boom, brand new year and everything's going to be rosy. It's going to be rainbows and unicorns, That's Galen. <laughs> it may, <laughs> in fact, maybe. Well, <laughs> well, we are, we're going to continue, we're going to conclude Colossians today. And then on the new year, we've decided to start from the very beginning, the new year, new calendar. We're going to go back to the beginning, start in Genesis, and just start plowing through the, the Bible. And who knows how long that'll last. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. I'm excited to go through Genesis. Well, we've talked about that. You know, even when Nathan's been here, we've been talking about, you know, reading through the Bible and all that. And it's like, well, here we go. We're, yeah. going to, we're going to give people an opportunity to find a way, if they want to, to follow us 10 minutes every Tuesday and Thursday that we, that we record. And then... Um, uh, we're going to march through the scripture, so see how that see how that goes. Well, anyway, we are concluding Colossians, and I, this is a great conclusion. I want to get to um, everything we need to talk about here. So, Colossians chapter four, and I'm going to start reading in verse two because really, the first one fits the. It's it's a funny break. They, you know these you know the 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 numbers and the little headings in between. Those are not inspired. Right. right. When would those have been added, Galen? Uh, I wish you would have asked me off air that I could look it up. But I, no, seriously, it was, um, I actually think, I'm going to go with the King, the, you know, the King James Version. And remember uh-huh. that, the Geneva Bible? Yeah. I think the Geneva Bible. So that would have been uh, 1500s. Okay. The Geneva Bible is the first one that started putting those kinds. Because otherwise it was just Greek letters or Hebrew letters you know, side by side, and then in a block. I mean, they even broke words off. So if you got, if you had the word the, T-H-E, and you had T at the last of that little line, mm-hmm. they would put H-E, and then the next. So you really had to know your Greek and in, in your Hebrew alphabet, obviously. Wow. And when you do it with English, you can read it because you we're so familiar. But for a person that's trying to figure out Greek, it's a hard way to learn. I am sure. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for just the the chapters and I mean, for reference. It sure. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine trying to find something without it. But I'm I'm not crazy about this break. So anyway, yeah. Colossians chapter four, verse two is where we're going to start. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because this is this sentence is worth the price of the ticket today. Mm. Continue steadfastly in prayer. I, I think what a great way to say, you know, here's what we need to do we, in the end of this year and start of a new year, continue steadfastly in prayer. This is his last thing he's saying to, to the Colossians. And being watchful, in other words, being watchful for God's hand to move, being watchful. being So don't just pray like throwing up prayers in the air, but praying with the idea that God's going to answer. Mm. Okay? Being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So, not only watch for what God's doing, but be quick to be thankful in what he brings. So it's a, it's a real active kind of prayer life, uh, I think, that he's given us here. And so, like I say, I, that, that could be a whole sermon right there, just that one, that one sentence. Uh, verse 3, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open the door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am a, in prison, that I may make it clear 
which is how I ought to speak. And so he's saying, you know, pray for me, even while I'm in chains in Rome, pray for me to open up doors. And, and God did open up doors for him. You know, he, he witnessed to, you know, those that were chained to him. He worked witness to those who, you know, under house arrest with him and that kind of thing. Verse 5, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now, this here again, it's another just fabulous package uh, of a, two verses here. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best of your time. In other words, we don't know how much time we have, but make the most of every minute that you have is what he's saying. Great advice anytime and everywhere. Um, you you kind of know this even you know with kids you know they get a, they, you get your college kid home and you want to make the most of every second that you have her you know, in your house right yeah that's right well and um, the NAS says opportunity and it, I love that too because sometimes you know we have to I think you and I were discussing this the other day of, of having opportunities when your kids are really open to talk and then you know sometimes yeah. it might not be the right, right the right time and so taking advantage of those opportunities and of course you know we're speaking here specifically of those that are outside the faith so you know when we have a window of opportunity yes. to share our faith stop everything and, yeah and that we need to we need to make the most of that time Perfect. so I That's love that exactly right let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so what I see here, this is speaking truth and love. This is speaking grace, grace, that's love, seasoned with salt, that's truth. You know, salt, when you, someone that's salty is somebody that's kind of, you know, typically people are a little more salty or truth givers, or they are more gracious and, uh, what does it say, merciful, uh, more grace givers, right, mm-hmm. typically. Um, but to do, to do both at the same time is really hard, to speak truth not let someone get away. Don't don't go all political and say, "Oh, I like this person, so I'm just going to agree with everything they say, even if it's something way out of bounds." You know, um, let your speech. Let your. I'm going to read it again. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. This is hard. I mean, I would. I you know, no one does. Christ did this perfectly. Uh, humans don't do this so perfectly, and it's it's something to aspire to, but it's really really difficult, especially when it says always. <laughs> And then yeah, it, no kidding. And then in the, in the end of this little section says, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so, I don't know, this whole idea is he's basically looking for opportunities in every conversation. He's to, to share Christ, to uh, bring the love of Christ, bring the truth of Christ into every conversation. Uh, yeah. Big challenge. It is. And I love that it starts with conduct yourselves with wisdom, really, because that's where it starts is that, true. you know, I... If, if I am, am seeking his wisdom, then I can respond in these things and, and be sensitive to the opportunity right. and, and, well, and do my best to speak with truth in love in, as, as Jesus would. But if I'm not being wise in that, then it just, it's a disaster. Timing and tone. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, in, not only being wise is not only knowing what to say, but when to say it and how to say it. I mean, that's those right. are all, that's just wisdom. You know, you don't want to if you're around a person that's pretty contentious, you know, you're, you're going to need to approach that person in a way that yes, maybe some salt, but you don't want to get the walls up. You're, you're going to lose the whole conversation. Right. But if there's a way to be wise and how to be um, the conversation with this person, that's, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's the, the key to the set, setting up that conversation. All right. So the rest of this is I'm, I'm going to blow through a little bit. I just got a few minutes here, but I want, I want to read through this, but then I want to make some observations because I, 
I want you to see that each each of these people that are mentioned are important, and uh, these places are important. And it's important when you when you realize that wow, there's some other letters floating around out there, and there's there's a reason he signs his name at the end because there's so many letters, and there was a lot of false letters, mm. people that were claiming to be Paul, writing letters to these churches and and cir- circulating, and so to try to get the authentic letter. <laughs> if you will, mm-hmm. uh, he, he really drives that home. So we get to see a little bit of, even though it's a little not super devotional, it's really in, informational on how these letters uh, trans, you know, went back and forth and who read them and everything. Um, so verse 7 says, Tenacious will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, may, you may know how we are, and that we may be encouraged uh, in our hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you of everything that has taken place. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, so Aristarchus, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like somebody he might even converted, you know. My, my fellow prisoner greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instruction, if, the, if he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, called Justice, so this is not Jesus Christ, obviously, this is Justice, these are the only men of the circumcision whom my fellow workers, for whom the kingdom of God, and, and they have been a comfort to me. Now this guy is important, Epaphras. He's the guy that was the pastor of Colossae, Laodicea, and Heropolis. Okay, so he's a... And he's the one that came to Paul in the first place saying, hey, Paul, we got some problems. I want you to write to this church because I'm struggling how to answer these guys. So anyway, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Jesus Christ, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all of the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Heropolis. So he's just saying... This guy's a good servant, you know, and he's and he's a real deal. He's been begging God for you guys, and I've seen it. So it's just quite an endorsement. It's kind of like a, a, the president coming in and and uh, uh, to a senator and saying, "This guy's this guy's one of my guys." You know, it's a real strong endorsement. It gave him his, that credibility. Absolutely, yeah. And he's saying, and basically, not only credibility, but it's a, you know, this guy speaks well of the of. He can speak on my behalf. He speaks on Christ's behalf. You know, listen to him, that kind of thing. So for huge credibility. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you. So there's Luke, Dr. Luke. Um, he's the one that uh, wrote the book of Acts and Luke, of course, uh, as does Demas. Give my greetings to all the brothers in Laodicea and Nymphia and the church of in her house. Um, and when this letter has been read among you, have it read in the church of Laodiceans, and see to it that also you read the letter from Laodicea. So there's another letter out there. Um, yeah, I don't think this is, this is probably from Paul, and not, you remember John wrote to the church of Laodicea. They were neither hot nor cold. Right. But that was John's letter in Revelation. And so Paul obviously had a letter. We don't even, that's one that we never recovered, but there's, isn't that interesting? There's there's a lot of the information that, we, you know, we have, you know, I've heard, I've heard a professor say, you know, God has communicated to us truly, and I'm holding up the Bible right now, but he hasn't communicated to us wholly. In other words, we don't have the whole picture, nor do we have all the letters. What we do have, we we have evidence to believe that they are inspired word of God, 
and the Spirit of God helped in that. But there are some others out there that never were recovered, maybe burned in the fire down in uh, Alexandria. Who knows? Because that's where a lot of these, uh, in those, that, that burned a lot of letters down there. Um, uh, have it read in the Laodiceans. There you go. In verse 17, and say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. So at the end here, not only is he signing it, but he's saying it. I'm writing with my, I'm not using an amanuensis uh, uh, scribe. I'm writing this in my own hand. It's right from my heart. And I, you can, you can take it to the bank. This is, this is a, a letter from me, so to speak. And so I just think it's interesting. It helps us understand how all these things are put together and that that's this stuff. Uh, um, actually, there's a lot of letters and things floating around. So this is uh, the end of the book of Colossians. And so I hope you've, hope you've enjoyed kind of hanging with us and um, as we march through. And so we're going to do the same thing. We're going to start this in the book of Genesis. You're going to take a, a hunk of scripture at a time and kind of walk through and read through. And hopefully it's informational. Mostly it's devotional. God bless you all. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year.